It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it sure is time for another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am Paulie G, Paul Grzadka, your host, back with you for another week. We're really getting through this season now. Got Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, Ryan? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I'm telling you what, um, I think it's under 10 weeks left now. I think six more weeks before Supercoach finals time uh, for those in the head-to-head leagues. It's pretty getting getting right in the, the thick of it now and should be really picking your keepers for end-of-year run uh, at this point, yeah. well and truly. Absolutely. If you're going to... If you're ever going to go on a you know, winning run, now's the time to start. That's it too. And uh, Andrew Moldock, Molinaroli, joining us, of course, as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, very excited about the uh, the run home for the Supercoach. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of flown, hasn't it? It's always good when you're having a bit of fun. It's been good. We should um, talk about or mention Pete's off sick at the moment. But before we get into the injuries for um, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, should talk about, you know, have a bit of fun. I think we're our league, the Supercoach Pros Cup, um, are currently 231st, Andrew, uh, over the whole 13-odd thousand leagues in the comp. Yeah, we're doing really well. It's, I'm really quite proud of it. We're doing, yeah, um, you know, we're slowly, steadily getting up there. I think we were 300th two weeks ago. Now we're 231st. We're, yeah, it's a top-quality league and you know, proud to be part of it. I'm, I'm, Proud of our little community we've got here. It's good. Yeah, Topchina Dragons leading the way. Um, 14,287 from um, the, the Fungineers, Ben. Um, but if you look at total points, Ebenezer Rascals, he's in fifth, Steve-O. But he's right up there, I think, second most points. And Cracknado, um, 14,000 points, but in 12th. So it goes to show... You know, magnificent overall score, but um, even if you're coming, you know, a 1400th overall, like Cracknado, you can't even crack out top eight. That's how tough the comp is. Uh, should also mention, uh, Ryan, uh, in regards to the money ball, another good week we're going to talk about a bit later on the, the show, of course, but all linked in really with, with the app. And, and I know that some of the, the guys in the Supercoach Pros Cup have the app and, um, you know, useful in. Supercoach and, of course, Moneyball as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, um, it's all there for you. you know, like we say it every week, but um, it is until you until you actually get it and have a look at it and then you'll see the results from it. Um, it's pretty much a no-brainer once you go, oh, shit, why didn't I have this before? And a, and a final shout-out to a guy that didn't quite um, get in in time for our Supercoach Bros Cup, but he's got to be there next year's Joshua, ranking 530th overall. He's backed out ranking everyone in the Supercoach Bros Cup. So the only thing is, Joshua, get in get in early next time and then we'll beef it up even more. But it's a, it's a, a top achievement. So anyway, we'll keep moving on to the injuries now for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care and... Um, Pat's emailed off. Uh, we're doing the show a bit later than normal tonight, so we're just going to try to truncate it a little bit, and he's emailed off um, some of these massive injury news um, that we've had through the last, I guess, week or even two weeks. Boyd Cordner's a huge one. Um, you know, he, he was off late 
um, in the Origin game. He has a torn calf. He didn't play this week. They're talking about him back for Origin 3, but Pat's saying, look, no chance, basically, four to six weeks. So if you own him, um, he's been great for you all year, Andrew, but it's going to be tough to hold on to him now. It'd be, he'd be a walking wounded if he came, came out in Origin 3, surely. Yeah, mate, he's, I mean, as good as his super coach was, I mean, he, he's, he's, a very, he's very much a stud. There are other options in the back row. So, I mean, you want to start locking in people for the back end of the year like we're talking about, and you probably don't have many trades left, maybe 12, 14, some even 10 this week. So you really want to start locking these people in, and you don't want to be messing around with getting him out and then getting him back in. So it, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one. So um, I dare say that he'll be playing Origin, but, I mean, if it's, you know, bad... Yeah, I, I can't see him backing up too many games after Origin. Yeah, and the Roosters do have a buy in round 19, so I guess if he did manage to get fit, he'd have you know a full 10, 12 days to get back in for the next club game. But it just seems like something that is more... It's, it's a high risk. I, I don't know if he's going to play in Origin. Just If it's four to six weeks, that's going back very early. Paul Vaughan, another one, Ryan, to suffer a bad injury. And I tell you what, these hurt all the more when they go off in the first five minutes because you basically get a zero for your Supercoach day, but you can't use an auto-emergency. Um, suffered a calf strain during the game against Newcastle, forced from the field. Scans have since revealed a gastrocinemus calf strain. Apologies to Pat and any other physio and medical experts out there. I might have pronounced that wrong. But he's expected to be sidelined to three to four weeks. Now... Pat's saying it must be only a mild strain if they're saying three to four weeks. So he's even forecasting that potentially it could be longer. Um, Brian, I know he was in your lineup all year doing well for you, but it's going to be hard to hold him over this period. Yeah, I don't think you can um, at this stage of the game. Um, yeah, as, as we mentioned at the start, of, at the top of the show, it was, uh, you know, everyone's gearing up for their end of season run. And if a guy's going to be missing a month um, of games, it's it's tough to hold on, especially a guy who is, you know, he's holding he's holding a fair whack of cash as well. So he's been playing yeah, awesome. He's he's at a high cost right now, which at least you know you can can get a good player in return. And I mean, same with Cordner. If you're looking at a guy like you know we talked about last week, Marty Tapao, either. Either one of those players could be swapped for Tapao because, of course, Tapao's a dual-position player. Um, Vaughan's teammate Tyson Frizzell had a medial ankle sprain, a medial ligament sprain in the ankle. Um, still being named for this weekend. The club's hopeful he'll play. Pat's just saying, look, they're pretty stable, so he will probably play. He'll just be very, very sore. But we know Frizzell's a pretty tough character. He wants to make sure he's right for origin. He'll, we'll, we'll probably see him maybe under limited minutes, of course, He's not been as supercoach relevant this year for Rizal as he was last year, but if he does do it, another injury and misses Origin, then we're looking at players like Jack DeBellin, like Trent Merrin, who you might own, suddenly looking at potentially getting picked for Origin. So that's what we're keeping an eye on there. Um, certainly with Merrin's case, Panthers playing in round 18, so you may own him and you may suddenly find out that you know if Cordner and Frizzell are out, that Merrin's 
playing for New South Wales and not playing in your Supercoach lineup in that all-important round 18. James Graham, well, we've probably moved on from him already. Been a bit of a disappointment over the bias periods, and now um, he's having a minor procedure on his neck that will keep him out of the side for four weeks, according to the to the Bulldogs. Um, uh, what the, the press release they've um, put out? Look. He's been experiencing nerve pain in his shoulder and arm as a result of the neck injury. It's considered minor. There's no suggesting it'll be season or career ending. Um, But Pat's saying if it is to address nerve root pain, I'd guess it's a microdisectomy, and that's not a minor procedure. So he's saying six to eight weeks. Andrew, that pretty much rubs him out for the season because I'd say by then the dogs aren't even going to be in the hunt, and why would you risk it, especially with a neck injury? No, we. I mean, we established this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? He's, it's. It seemed like he was. I know the, this is a fairly new injury, but it seemed like he was playing injured because he just wasn't playing the minutes. That you know, yeah, Coleman this, was picking up a lot of the slack. So yeah, yeah something happened I a mean, while back, and I think it's all yeah. related. Yeah, I think he's yeah putting him in on the on the on the hoist for the rest of the year. I think and um yeah getting him right for next year. Yeah, I mean I got burnt by him this year because you know I just really thought that. You know, he was at a good price, and it just it was it was wasn't a false economy at all. That's what he was worth. So, yeah, um, the do- yeah. they've been disappointing the dogs, and you know their supercoach performances have, have been closely aligned to their on-field efforts, unfortunately. Yeah, and just as a side note, I don't see them changing too much for next year either. I mean, they get foreign and woods, but that that's I don't think that's going to help them too much next year. More of the same. I don't know for him. I don't think he's really turned around the Warriors. He's had some good individual performances, but hasn't seemed to make any difference in the standard of their play. Bad at the start of the year, good in yeah, the middle. Yeah, his hammies are getting older too, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. a hard, hard task. And Jaden Braley, well, he was a great cheapie for us, and let's face it, we were looking at moving on anyway, but the poor, the poor guy suffered a broken jaw, um, rushed to hospital, and... We don't know too much because it only happened Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, but Pat's saying minimum eight weeks out. So you can move on from him, which you probably were going to do anyway. You should at least get a decent uh, trade-out value for him. We should also mention Ryan Isaac Luke, um, a dislocated shoulder. Didn't get a lot of details onto this one, um, but obviously not named in the 21 this week. And then they've got the buy the week after. Um, If you do own Isaac Luke, you probably probably another one that unless you're really short on trades, you've got to move on from. Yeah, exactly right. Um, especially with a dislocation, if it's gone straight back in, then it's generally a faster recovery time. Um, that is based on absolutely nothing but what I've heard. Um, and so it's, yeah, you have to move on from him, I think, at this time because he's going to miss at least two games, well, sorry, two weeks and... Yeah, you need some guys who are playing, especially a guy uh, who uh, is still commanding a fair price. And that is, of course, the injury report brought to you by Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Um, great information from Pat, as always. I should mention in regards to this, Pat's the guy that told us a few weeks ago with Cameron Smith's sternum injury. That, look, this is a very painful injury. He's not going to be able to back up from origin, which he didn't. And he's not probably likely... To, to be able to play much over the next, you know, however many weeks, particularly if he's aiming for the Origin games. We're now hearing, even though he's been named this week, he could be out again. A lot of people are moving on from him or did last weekend. If you were like me and listened to Pat, you got out at 
before round 15 and you know you've been well leading into round 15 and you've had players available for you you're not taking those zeros so it's just great advice and and time and time again we see it um, coming to fruition you know over the last couple of years since Pat's been with us um and, you know, obviously with his expert advice, he's, he's pretty good at what he does. And if you do live in the Sydney area, get and you do need a physio, not just sporting injuries, back and neck as well is his specialty. Go down and see him. Click on our um, the link on our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and you'll get 20% off your first visit. Can't do better than that. You know, if you've got private health insurance, you, you know, he's, he's got all that uh, covered for you as well. So could you pay health and injury care? Make sure you do it there. And his website is www.coogibay.physio. Let's move on to what we learn now. And I guess we noticed, you know, Simon Mannering, Andrew, he's just a machine. The Warriors probably didn't look that great Friday night in that win, but this guy's a must-own. Yeah, he has been for a little while now. He's been pumping out some scores now for a little while uh, over the 50s. Anyway, I think he's... His average is around, or his last five-round average is close to 80. So, I mean, yeah, must have. He's still under 500,000, which is pretty good considering. Um, and his, his, his average all-round is 70. So, I mean, time and time again. He, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he's just been amazing. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he scored a try, and a couple of weeks ago before that, he scored a try. So, he's, yeah, he's, he's great value. Get him in. You're just leaking points to your opponents, or in, in overall to, to the to the general population. You know, if you don't have him, um, Jared Hayne, we noticed he can go large, but still, but he does need to be motivated. I think at playing at Campbelltown, it's a bit of a false prophecy. We also saw Conrad Arrell going massive in the same game, and David Nofaluma, Let's face it, had a good bounce back game. Um, speaking of bounce back games, Ryan Gareth Widdop, a guy who you know we've been quite high on the last little bit um, hasn't come through for the two weeks in a row but suddenly against the Knights a great matchup admittedly he he did in a big way yeah he did all in the second 40 minutes <laughs> yeah it wasn't looking real good uh, after the first 10 minutes um, once Newcastle started uh, to dominate but then um yeah he came good and he certainly um, came home strong um, with a plus plus 130 point. Hall, which is um, fantastic if you if you've got him in there. Look, I think uh, a lot of it depends. A lot of his scores depend on how the dragons go, and vice versa. It's just one of those things. So if the dragons start putting together some good performances, um, I think that he is he will just continue to um, yeah post those really high numbers because uh, everything good that they do comes from him. It's so interesting with the Dragons because when they, you know, McGregor's got that very sort of conservative style, but when the defence, it's usually solid, but when it sort of lets in a few tries and they've got to let loose, they've got this amazing attacking ability that, re- you know, not really, but only occasionally sort of uh, gets shown. But when it does, you've got guys like Widdop, Lafayette, you know, Nightingale, massive upsides, you know, even guy like Joel Thompson. Um, we've seen him have some big scores. And, and I guess the equivalent is, or, or the ante to that, is guys like Cam McGuinness. And, and, you know, we don't know with how Vaughan would have gone in this game. It probably would have been under his average because they're doing so much throwing the ball around. Um, 
In that same game, the Ross dog, Nathan Ross, moved to fullback. What a move. Getting in a dummy half a lot, just getting in and around the ruck. Yeah, he was around the ball at the time. Scored three, had another disallowed. Um, big game for him. He'll be one to watch this week um, with another big performance you might think about for round 18. Certainly in your daily legs coming against the Tigers. Everyone's going large against the Tigers. Um, Nathan Ross will be a good one at a great price. And finally, Cameron Munster, Andrew, just staying in at 5'8". A lot of, um, I think even on NRL.com, it still says he played fullback in this game. But as we knew, Jerome Hughes, when he played for the Cowboys, is an out-and-out fullback. And um, Munster was always going to stay in the halves. And, you know, follow us on on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. You'll see our tweets for the for the team lists or the, the, the final team list to say Munster staying in the halves and, and he smashed it even though Melbourne went down in, in extra time. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's a um, a definite... I think he's he's a genuine point of difference. I don't think a lot of people do have him. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people were scared off of the prize because he wasn't playing fullback anymore and, I mean, it just goes to show him at 5'8", he's just as good. So, yeah, 114 points... Um, like I said, genuine point of difference, I think. So, yeah, have a, um, good to have him on your watch list. Interesting, those that looked ahead, you know, to the buyers and brought him in on that basis are laughing, but he's almost gone too well because now surely he gets picked for origin with Boyd and, and Burston out. So it's the only drawback and we lose him for round 18 and, of course, a storm have a buy in round 19. Um, bit of a... Change of pace now for the um, hot topic for this week. We're going to talk a bit more about um, Moneyball and tactics around that. Ryan, I know that you're um, big into playing it, had some very good wins, um, particularly in the last month or so. Um, I thought we'd just talk a little bit about some of the tactics um, and how to you know, utilise our app and the predictor in that and to, to sort of basically generate um, some, some money there So uh, for yourselves. Yeah, well, look, I think um, you're being a little bit, um, a little bit modest there because I think you're the guy. <laughs> um, you had another first this past this past week, so um, I think you're the guy to talk about um, tactics um, and strategies, especially for um, things like when you play the whole of around um, kind of games instead of just the one out, mm. um, one out single games. So um, yeah, I think this is definitely your ballpark. I've got to say, you know, um, being involved in it, you know, from NFL and those perspectives, and that's how I got into fantasy sports in the first place, living over, you know, in North America uh, many years ago. And then when the sort of phenomenons of your um, fan duel and, and the like over there and playing, you know, NFL um, daily leagues, it sort of piqued my interest to say, OK, um, how can we take our knowledge from Supercoach, combine it with the knowledge of playing daily leagues and, and convert that. And when you know, a site like Moneyball came along for, for the NRL, you know, it was the perfect vehicle to sort of give it a go. And the last couple of years, just been thought, well, I'd outlay some money on it and, and you know, it doesn't really matter what happens, but just try to learn a little bit of, of, of the best tactics to use, etc. And And basically getting down to the point now over the last couple of months of honing that and um, really finding a way to, to finish near the top or even at the top. And it's something that, you know, I'll get 
the listeners' feedback, especially the people that own the app, if they want further information on, on Moneyball, I'm happy to go in depth. I'm even looking in the off-season of writing up, you know, a, a, I wouldn't call it a, a book, but certainly, you know, an extended <laughs> essay, if you will, on, on how the different types of games and how to compete in the various games. I would say with a lot of the ones that, that both Ryan and I in particular play, um, whether they're the one-game or whether they're over a few games or even all around, they're, they're what they're called that guaranteed prize pool, the GPP, where you've got the, the top sort of 20 to 30%, or, or sometimes a bit more, winning. Um, and you're really looking at those heavy hitters, those point of difference guys in those. And then you've got the double ups, where I think it's about 45% um, double their money, which is a great one for starting. It's one I play a lot, especially in NFL in the earlier days. And just... You know, doubling up and, and making sure you're getting your safe teams in, you know, the, the big names in there that have got good matchups, etc., etc. Um, combinations are great if you've got, you know, a, a left center, left winger pairing. If you're going for the GPPs and you're looking at that upside, um, very useful to, to sort of take two or even three players in a combination and trying to get that try and try assist. Money ball is slightly different to super coach where the try assist will be the last pass. And, um, I think that's an important thing. The other, the other one is, and, and again, utilising our app there that you can find on the website, www.supercoachpros.com, we've got a specific Moneyball section. Um, and what you want to do is look at some of those top um, performing players. And, you know, we tweet these, got, these names out most times when we're doing the team list. We have time to put in the best. So even if you, you know, you go off that for the first week or two, um, you could... You can get those guys. You know, Super Saturday is a good one to do over three games. You might target one game in particular that you expect will go well and pick sort of five or six players out of those. You're looking at some of the top performers from those guys. If you go to our app and look at the H value, you'll see those guys that even though they're the best in their position, if they've got a good a top-level H value, that means that this is a particularly good matchup for them. It helps with your captaincy as well for the regular super coach. Just have a quick look at that H value in Moneyball um, because we saw this weekend Tamalolo's value as opposed to Gallon. Just Gallon having that tough matchup against Manly and, and, you know, not a great captaincy choice in regular, not a great choice in your all-of-round in Moneyball. Tamalolo, on the other hand, was a must-have in all-of-round and on Super Saturday, and he came through. So you get some of those guys, and then you see a guy like Nathan Ross. Yes, a little bit lucky. Um, he was moved to fullback. Left-wingers have traditionally done well against St George. Brendan Elliott, not a noted supercoach player, did get a try. Um, so it did still hold somewhat true, but it was Nathan Ross that really went large. Um, so a bit lucky there, but you would have seen his cost was quite low compared to what he was predicted. So again, he's one of those guys you bring in in all your, whether you're playing all around just that game or the, the Sunday league. So there's a few sort of tips in regards to, to Moneyball if you're interested in that side of things and want to learn more. And I'm happy to put up some blogs or, or get some feedback to give a bit more information um, in regards to that, especially to the owners of our app. Um, you really make that work for you. And, I mean, Andrew, $30 for the app, you know, you win, like, on Sunday 200 it's paid for six times over, let alone the rest of the year. Um, you know, every, every week just getting those littler wins and, and building up that kitty. Oh, I just, I mean, your your kitty alone is, is proof that it works. I mean, 
I don't know why uh, you guys want to sell it so much because then there'll be better guys in Moneyball <laughs> and then <laughs> you guys won't be winning as much. But, um, no, again, like I said, I, I'm not massively into Moneyball like you guys, but, yeah, I mean, it's perfect for my, my super coach. Um, I, I didn't take its advice this week and I put Paul Garland as captain because I thought that Manly – might have been a bit softer through the middle, but no. You uh, went with your heart because you thought I, Manly wouldn't play as well as they did. Yeah, exactly right. I was trying to trying to be unbiased. Unbiased. And then, <laughs> as you know, the, the computer is not is not biased. So um, yeah, I, I was uh, kind of kicking myself there, but yeah, it, it time and time again it keeps it keeps coming up trumps, doesn't it? Yeah, and of course you can buy the app there, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links for Apple or Google Play. Uh, got both there for you. Let's move on to the team changes now. Parramatta v the Bulldogs. Cameron King is in at hooker there for the injured case of Pritchard. Of course, him and Bo Scott both out for the year. So Tepo Moroa comes back via the bench. Um, David Gower also in there on the bench. Um, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, Brett Morris is the new winger. Kerrod Holland's out. David Clemmer and Sam Cassiano start with James Graham out. Danny Fuola, Francis Tuolola and Matt Foley all come onto the bench. Gold Coast v St George Illawarra. Tyrone Roberts again named at 5'8". He didn't. He was a late withdrawal last week with Fogarty there. Fogarty has been named again in the 21, but not the 17. Chris McQueen's back at lock, so Max King moves to the bench. John Olive missing out. Ewan Aitken's back for St George, but instead of him replacing um, Kurt Mann, well, he does take his right centre spot. Mann's moved into halfback, so that means Josh McCrone goes to the bench, no Tane Milne. Also, with Paul Vaughan out, Lisa Armel gets the start. Uh, Tarek Sims returns to the bench with Jack DeBellin re- uh, returning to the side after his one-game suspension, um, which means Tyson Frizzell is back into the second row. Brisbane v Melbourne, Sam Thiday back in second row and Corbin Sims back at props. So Alex Glenn and Herman SES go to the bench. Joe Hoffman and Goway was very good against the Raiders, missing out, but who knows, he could be a late inclusion. Still follow us on Twitter to get those... They get that information. It's a massive game against the Storm who have named all their big names. Billy Slater, Will Chambers, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith and Tim Glasby all to start. Slade Griffin, Nelson Asafa, Solomona and Joe Stimson go onto the bench. Um, Simpson's been missing for the last few weeks. Jerome Hughes, Brody Croft, uh, Curtis Scott, Brandon Smith, Mark Nichols out. Ryan Scott has been named in the 21, as has Croft, but Brandon Smith not named. That's a bit of blow for Supercoach owners who a lot of would have picked up last week with that very, very, or well, the minus break even. Yeah, absolutely. Look, <laughs> um, it's a bit of bad luck for them, but I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is and you can't really can't really help that kind of thing. Um, it is interesting that Slade Griffin's still um, in the number 15. Um, it means, yeah, as we talked about, we talked about Cameron Smith before, there's got to be a little bit of something there because normally um, Cameron Smith is an out-and-out 80-minute player and Slade Griffin is not exactly a massive unit. Um, no, and it's interesting bench, so. because we're hearing Smith, you know, is, is well, maybe not 50-50, but there's... There's a fair chance he won't play. Toho Harris is the other one that's in, in doubt. Maybe that's why Stimson's sort of hanging around there. But I just wonder, if Smith pulls out, does Kenny Bromwich become your backup dummy half um, with Slade Griffin starting? And unless Brody Croft, they've got designs on moving him in there as, as a secondary dummy half because Brandon Smith, not even in the 21, was a bit of a surprise. 
Yeah, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell uh, Craig Bellamy um, how to coach because he clearly can do that. <laughs> um, there's yeah, there's heaps of they've got a heap of options, and I think the one you just mentioned there with um, Bromwich ending up as the backup um, to Slade Griffin if um, Smith is out is probably the one to go from there. But um, yeah, it's got, it's a very interesting one. Um, one got to keep an eye on and keep an eye on the tweets. That's right. Roosters v the Sharks. Well, uh, the Roosters unchanged, so not only board coordinator, but Siasua Takiaho uh, not named. And Takiaho should be back next week for that all-important round 18 if you own him, so you're probably just holding on to him at this point. With no buys this round, you can still easily cover his omission. Um, Fa'omani Brown is the new hooker for the Sharks with Jaden Braley out, as we mentioned in the injury report earlier on. Matt Pryor comes back into the starting lineup. That was an experiment that didn't work with Jason Bakuya starting last weekend. He goes back to the bench. Joseph Paulo also coming onto the bench with no Daniel Mortimer. Of course, he's gone over to the English Super League. Mel, uh, Mel, sorry, Manly v the Warriors. Lewis Brown is the new second rower with um, Curtis Sirinan out. And of course, we didn't mention Curtis Sirinan in the injury report. Basically, he's out to round 26. So he's gone for a year. You can move on from him. Um, if you own him, um, Cameron Cullen is the new bench player. Bit of a surprise over Jackson Hastings, who's still in the 21. Um, I'm not sure what will happen then there, but probably, it, regardless, it matters little for Supercoach. Beside Coruscant, Andrew's playing big minutes, and, and he's probably a guy that you're at least keeping one eye on with all these hookers sort of going down and the fact that he plays in round 18. Yeah, and he's, he's um, yeah playing well, scoring well. Um and yeah, with with uh, Lewis Brown moving from the interchange to the starting, you know, he was he was probably more looking at the backup hooker. But I mean, I think Coruscant can play eighty minutes. I think he's warm to the task throughout the year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he starts pumping out eighty minutes from here on in. I was surprised that Cullen was named there at number fourteen, and I'm looking at guys like. Um, well, Jared Kennedy is probably the big one. Um, obviously, Jackson Hastings can play hooker as well. Both of those guys are in the 21. I just wonder if something will change here, unless Cullen's just been, you know, doing so well in the um, ISP. That's the only other Yeah, it is, it is a surprise. I mean, a guy that's not even named, Sean Lane, you know, you got, you brought him over from, from the Warriors, I think. And that's who I thought they were going to bring the in. Year and, yeah, haven't seen him since, yeah. so... I would have thought with Ciro's injury, Brown to the starting lineup and laying onto the bench, but he wasn't even—he's yeah. not even in the twenty-one. So not even in twenty-one, yeah. So that's surprising. Kieran Foran back for the Warriors. Nathan, Nathaniel Roach gets the hooking spot. Um, I should note for the app, we're putting um, Ada Hingano at five-eighth, not at backup hooker, even though Hingano has been named on the bench. Foran is less than fifty-fifty for this game, so probably Hingano gets the nod there, which means maybe Mason Lino um, comes on to the bench. Buntiafo is also on the interchange with Sam Lasoni out, and as we mentioned before, Isaac Luke. The Raiders v the Cowboys, um, that swap between Luke Bateman and Sia Soliolo has happened again, but again, follow follow our tweets um, just before kick-off because that could change again. It is interesting that Clay Priest's been left out and Dave Taylor's on the bench. Obviously, Priest's a good worker, makes lots of tackles. He's a good one in your, your double-up money balls that we talked about earlier just to add for at a cheap price that you know what you're going to get out of him. But he's um, out of the 17th, still in the 21, and maybe a guy like Dave Taylor with more upside 
is what Ricky Stewart's looking for there. While the Cowboys, well, Kyle Labe, it's being dropped to that 21 for Tam Maria Martin. He's going to get the opportunity at 5'8 there. The right half with Morgan um, having switched to the left with Thurston, of course, out for the year. And hopefully you don't own Thurston because you listen to that man, Pat, who we talked about enough, quite a bit on this show already. But he told us a while ago, one more knock to that shoulder and uh, he was going to be out for the season. And so... It has uh, come to fruition. The Knights v the Tigers. Some good ins for Newcastle via the bench. Jamie Brewer and Joe Wardle um, both returning from injury. Luke Yates out with an injury. So he's um, obviously admitted while Sam Matiora goes to 18th man. Um, and the Tigers, well, they've brought back James Tedesco. So that's a big one there. Kevin Naguama moving to the wing. Um, and obviously with Tenny Zalesniak missing out. South v Penrith. Aaron Gray returns at right centre with Heimel Hunt injured for an extended period. Sam Burgess is back from the glute strain. Him and David Tyrrell are the new middle third players. George Burgess goes to the bench. Kyle Turner misses out altogether, as does Robbie Rocco. Penrith are 1-17. Uh, looking at the big names for this round, courtesy of the app and the predictor, Gareth Whittup again due to go very, very large. And I know we talked about him um, earlier in the show, Ryan, but this is a guy who is playing against the Titans pretty much halves, particularly left halves, have just gone ballistic in the main against the Gold Coast this year. Yeah, look, we said it, um, well, we've said it most of the year when you're playing the Titans, um, that the spine of the opposition normally goes very well. Um, and Gareth Witter, um, as we mentioned before, is quite vital to the Dragons. So when he does well, Dragons do well, and the points will start flowing. And I think that that's what's going to happen this Friday as well. Josh Dugan also predicted to go large. Basically, all fullbacks have done so uh, against Gold Coast. Perhaps the one exception will leave, and Kevin Naguama went okay for the Tigers uh, last week. Um, speaking of the Tigers, Andrew James Tedesco, if, we, if he does indeed come back, fullbacks against the Knights, that, that's a juicy target. You may even want to make him captain um, if you've got a good VC loophole, that is. Yeah, and he's. One of the later games on in the weekend too, so you've got a bit of time to to sort that out. I mean, with Tedesco, he's always he's always got potential, doesn't he? So, I mean, he's due too, so he hasn't had a, a absolutely nuts game in a little while by his standards. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks a hundred this week. Sean Johnson and Cameron Smith right up there. Obviously, Smith if he plays, as is Jason Tomalolo and Sam Burgess. Jordan Rapana, Paul Gallon. It's a week for the big names. Angus Crichton, Cameron McGuinness to bounce back against the Gold Coast. Hookers always do well against the Gold Coast. Dylan Walker could be a good one against the Warriors. And then if you're looking in your daily leagues, Ryan Madison also up there. Um, Simon Mannering, we mentioned about the Warriors earlier. He's up there. And Marty Tapao as well. Esan Masters could be an interesting one for the Tigers. And Dylan Edwards and Josh Mansour and even Matt Moylan. For the Panthers, they're all courtesy of the Supercatch predictor, uh, the Supercatch Pros predictor that you can find on the app. And of course, as we said earlier in the show, you can download that at www.supercatchpros.com. 
Let's move on to tweets now, and I should mention tweets and a Facebook message because, of course, we if you either don't have Twitter or you want to follow us on Facebook as well, we do um, have that. You can like us on Facebook at Supercoach Pros. Michelle and Travis V is asking us via the Facebook page, hey, guys, listen to you all the time, definitely buying the app as you seem to be better than all the other advice around and you're normally spot on with your predictions. So well, that's very nice of you guys um, to say. Got a question on halves, probably too late for your podcast. No, you're right on time. What are the top four halves to go for in the final teams? Is one of them, should Milf be in the mix, even though he's injured at the moment? Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Ryan, this is an interesting question for two reasons, because Widdop is probably a guy that's been a bit undervalued in the past or certainly underappreciated and then Milford, everyone was moving on from, but with so many halves out, um, you know, we're probably scratching our heads to, to figure out who the top four will be. And who knows, if he's back in time, maybe for the Supercoach finals, he will indeed be one of those top four. Yeah, look, he's definitely got to be in your thoughts um, at the very least. Um, he said, you know, six weeks um, was, his, was his target. Um, he'll probably come back within that time frame. Um, but yeah, look, we'd have, we talked about him. We think he's there. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult with the halves because they're starting to, you know, cut right down. But, um, yeah, we lost um, Thurston, Milford. Yeah. Lost Thurston, Milford. Moylan is play there. coming up. Um, and so he's, he's an option. It's. The other guy, obviously, Sean Johnson is there and he should be there. Even though he's not playing or his team isn't playing as well as they could, he's always going to be there and he's always got that potential to go absolutely bananas. So, um, yeah, you probably need three good halves and then you can, you know, get cast off on the other one. Yeah, I agree about that at this stage of the game um, with so many other positions going large this year and halves being such a difficult one with a lot of injuries and, and some up and down form to go for three of your four halves and the other one being enough. Dear Kyle Labert was a guy some people would have brought in um, to cover round 15 by. He's at bargain basement. He's now lost his position after two games, so he's probably just going to be enough for you, which is maybe what you want. Andrew, um, I kind of... I have to say, and I know you're a big fan of Sean Johnson, probably as big as we've got on this show, but even on days where he doesn't inject himself much like against the Bulldogs, he can still get a very nice supercoach score. Yeah, I was surprised at uh, his score on the weekend. He got, you know, 58, which isn't great, but he he didn't really do too much, no. you know what I mean? So so he, he compiled his points um pretty well um i'd still lo- love him to be running the ball more um i mean you you are right i'm one of his biggest fans like just as a rugby league uh fan in general i just i love watching him play um i don't like some of the critici- criticisms he gets but yeah um yeah i just wish he'd, he'd run the ball more and and yeah if he did that he'd, he'd probably score more tries and kick more goals if i'm honest so yeah mm. get him in there i mean we didn't really speak about Nathan Cleary. I think he's a really good option too. He scored, I was going to mention him, yeah. Yeah, he scored a good good 76 on the weekend. You know, he's a great goal kicker. He's, um, you know, he's obviously still young, still learning the game. But, uh, I mean, he's pretty decently priced at 450000 But um, I think, as Ryan was saying, like, Milf, 
you want to be looking at him, but I, I, if you don't have him, I just don't think you can probably fit him in with the run home. I just don't think you're going to have enough time to see a, uh, uh, an upside to the to the end of the year. So I, I just think maybe maybe you should start making other plans. And the Panthers, you know, I know they didn't score that high against the Cowboys, but they've got a lot of points in them. So when Cleary's kicking goals, you know, we've seen it with, you know, with the Roosters, with Gordon, with the Raiders, with Croker. You know, if, you, if you're in a team that can score points and you're the goal kicker, then that's, that's a big bonus. That's uh, a big upside. So I, I really like Nathan Cleary. I'm thinking you, you, you're looking at him very closely. He doesn't – we did our predictions last week. He's not up there with the Moylands, Widdops and Sean Johnsons, but he's the next rung below. The other guy, of course, is Clint Gutherson we talked about last week. He's had his buy now. He's still got one more to go. That's a bit of a tough sell, but he just keeps producing. So, you know, that, that could be interesting as well. Uh, Shelva asks, best hooker to run for next three weeks and possibly keep for run home paired with Cameron Smith after origin. He's asking maybe Coro or Farah or King. Ryan, a lot of guys are going to be looking at rotating these hookers at the moment. Um, is there one in particular? I mean, Coruscant's the one that's going to play every game. Um, Robbie Farrow's there as well, but he's been a bit more uh, inconsistent. Yeah, it's got to be Coro at the moment on his current form. Um, look, he played a pretty decent game um, against the Sharks on the weekend. He tackled pretty much everything, and, um, you know, that's going to give you the good base stats. And, look, he's, hookers are always a chance to score a try as well. Um, or at least set one up. Um, so they've always got that, that chance for the boost. And I think with Manly starting looking like they're coming in um, into the final run with some pretty good form, he's playing every game. I, I think he's the one to um, set your hat on. And if you're stuck with Cameron Smith, you know, this is a worry, Andrew, because, of course, he's going to be out for round 18 and 19 at least. I mean, we talked about this earlier. So you're really looking at a guy that's going to play all those games if you're going to keep Smith. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a worry, isn't it? I mean, when you say it's a worry, you've got Cameron Smith in your team. It's not you're doing okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you want you want someone, obviously, who's playing every game, don't you? So, I mean, and again, what, what Ryan was saying, I think Coruscant probably is the guy that you want now because he's, he's going to be playing every game. Um, I mean... Bradley's gone now, so you can probably, you know, upgrade to someone else or just downgrade and, and, and try and save some cash as well. So, I mean, yeah, Coruscant, I, I think you can you can target him and then wait for the origin period to be over and then, then you can reassess where you're at, especially with Cameron Smith. Because we did say at the start of the year, we, we did cop a bit of flack about saying get rid of Smith because he had a bad first first game and then, you know, he just he would have lost a bit of money. But, I mean, if Smith's not playing, there's no point him being in your team because he's just – there's just cash sitting on your, on your bench. So it's, it's yeah. a tricky one. But like, like we said, we need to wait, wait and see until after Origin, see what Smith's up to, and then um, go from there. And at some point, yeah, you've got to call it. And he doesn't have the best buy draw to begin with. And then this sternum injury has made it pretty hard. Look, the guy I love is Jack, Jake Friend. And it's probably too late now, but I think him and probably Andrew McCulloch have been the pick of the hookers over this origin period. And friend, he just, the harder the game, the better he plays, you know, the harder the matchup. So he's just one of those real competitors. The Roosters play in round 18. Um, 
you know, originally I was looking at bringing a friend in this round. I already owned Cameron McGuinness. I'd moved on from Smith, as I said earlier in the show, uh, at round 15. But the Brandon Smith price rise just won me over, and I, and I had to change tack and go with Smith last round. Um, Brandon Smith, that is, instead of um, my plan of this round of, of moving Braley on and, and bringing in Jake Friend. So probably not going to waste another trade at this point, just uh, praying to the Super Gauge gods that Brandon Smith gets named somewhere in the 17 next week and I can cover McGuinness's second buy. But even if he doesn't, um, so be it. Um, but hopefully, yeah, I can cobble together 15 players for round 18 if the right players get named like Brandon Smith. Um, Cameron King, we've got another question on him. Um, Craig asks B. Smith or, or C. King. I, I don't know, Ryan, where you go with Cameron King. I'm not sure. I mean, Casey Pritchard was a nice surprise at the start of the year. I know that we, we kind of liked him and he did come through. So King has the same upside. But at the moment, according to our um, what you're seeing on the app with the predictor, we're basically saying it's going to be a 40-40 split with him and Will Smith who's been named on the bench. Yeah. Well, look, that is... That is the case. Um, but on the other side of the um, coin, um, the guy who's been named to play is Cameron King, um, whereas Smith B hasn't hasn't been picked this week. Um, and you would think that if there was a chance, he would have been there or thereabouts. Um, so yeah, it's tough I, at the moment. I'm going. I'm going with Cam King. I'm not expecting a hell of a lot um, from him, to be honest. But he's going to be there, um, and he's going to he's going to play enough games to make you at least some some money, barring some kind of catastrophe. Adam Robertson asks uh, RTS or semi last reserve. Um, I can tell you straight from the predictor, semi's only predicted to get 41 against the Bulldogs this week. Outside backs haven't really set the world on fire against the Bulldogs. Um, the occasional big score, but um, it's hard to say. We're also not sure who's going to play inside him. Brad Takarangi stayed at left centre last week when Jennings returned, but there's no guarantee they won't switch back to where they were at the start of the year with Jennings at left centre and Takarangi at right centre. Takarangi hasn't been the same this year, but certainly in the past, um, semi Rajaraj um, performed a lot better when Takarangi's been his inside man. Michael Jennings is quite well-renowned for not passing the football. So uh, hopefully Takarangi stays there if you own Rad Raja. Definitely RTS has a tough match-up against the Seagulls, uh, Andrew, but still you would think he can accumulate you know, a 50, which I think is predicted to get 52. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a tricky one. and I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't want to go against the predictor again, but I've got a feeling that Semi might score a couple of tries against the doggies. I don't know something something about the dogs that they're just smelling a bit off this year. And I think like Semi's been up and down, and I think last week for Semi was down. So I think I think he's going to go up this week. So that's that's the only reasoning I've got behind it. And certainly, it's a tough matchup for RTS. So if you're going to take a, a chance there. You could. And Ken Mamalo, that was a magnificent individual try on, from the left wing, you know, um, I think about a 60-metre effort um, on Friday night against the Dogs. So there, and yeah, some... Semi's capable of doing something like yeah. that, you know. So There is some yeah. upside to Semi. RTS may be a bit safer. Finally, Ben just what to do when low on trades? Eight. So I know we spoke earlier, you might only have ten, but he's only got eight. And he's got AE nightmares in your team, for example, kick out. Um, 
Ryan, look, I think when you're this low on trades, you've got to really not panic and try not to use them. I think, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Kikau. He might turn into a non-playing reserve for you. A lot can change, you know, in a couple of weeks, injuries, etc. You're going to need him for round 18 anyway, so I certainly wouldn't be panicking and getting rid of Kikau because of his low scores on your bench. I'd be more concerned about really utilising those final eight trades to get your side optimised with your top 17 and, you know, probably trading out a couple of those mid-price players for one gun and one non-playing reserve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, eight trades, yeah, that's not ideal, but, you know, you may have been forced into that kind of stuff through injury, whatever else. Um, The only way that you'd probably be using any of those trades is if you had a gun that was injured um, for, you know, length of time. I would say if you can, try and manage your squad till after round 18. And then from there, then you can start doing, you know, your heavy trading and saying, okay, well, I want this guy, I want this guy. There's going to be more Um, injuries as well. So if you can hold off a couple of weeks and not use any trades, um, then you're going to have a clearer picture. You're just going to have to take your licks. Um, That's right. For, I mean, one, for one of the rounds. Yeah, there's, there's what, 10 rounds to go? So <laughs> that's not a trade around. So he's just got to limit himself, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, I think you can get Absolutely. away with it, especially if you're in head-to-head. Round 18 looks like a shocking round um, for most players. So you might sneak a win in round 18 without even having half a team on the paddock. Um you know, I think that's what you're looking at. And then round 19, there's still a host of buys, so you're probably not really too worried about copping a knock there and maybe just hoping for the best. And then by round 20, we'll have a really clear picture. And if you can still have six or seven trades going into round 20, I think you'll be back back in it as far as, as where other people are right now. That about does it for the show, guys. Uh, been a big show. Such a big... Uh, so much, especially with the injuries... Yeah, a lot to talk about and of course all your tweets and Facebook messages I uh, hope that you know we were able to give you some uh, good advice and good luck this weekend of course um, full full complement of games Andrew good to have you know all eight back yeah mate love it um, and I, is the Origin teams picked on Monday too so it's exciting too got a lot to talk about next Tuesday as well of course we'll talk to you then of course And Ryan, thank you so much for tonight and we'll talk to you again next week. Yep, for sure. And Peter will be back on deck for us then as well. I am Paul Grizzad Kapooli-G and uh, we should mention that the show might be done a a day later next week as well Um, just because it is Origin uh, Week, not Origin Naming Week, not actual Origin Playing and just the four games on. Um, I'm actually heading away for a couple of days so might the app and everything might be up just a, a day later than usual but of course no game to the friday night next week hey i'm paul grisadka thanks very much for listening to supercoach professionals roundtable podcast bye for now